0: When I'm assessing the options for Sergio Kunagüero, I look at about three teams. One is unrealistic, of course, Manchester United, and uh, Ole has already rebuffed uh, the option of having Sergio Kunagüero on his squad. But just imagine with the number of chances that they create with a finisher like Sergio Kunagüero, a guy who's an accomplished finisher, you look at football there could be three or four guys who can maybe finish as good or are better than Sergio Kunagüero. The other team I look at is maybe Paris Saint-Germain. You look at PSG at the moment, then contract negotiations with Neymar, we don't really know how that is going to pan out. There's also Kylian Mbappe who's got uh, one year left on his uh, deal. So we don't know maybe PSG might actually, you know, cash-in whilst they still have some value on him, there's uh, talk of Kylian Mbappe wanting to go and play in a more competitive league. So if they can get Sergio Kuna to get into Perry Sergio that that would be a great uh, option, that would be a great guy to have, even if you keep both uh, Neymar and uh, Kylian Mbappe if you can get Sergio Aguero just on a free to come in and add some depth, add to your attacking depth chart for Paris Saint-Germain with the type of lethal finishing that he's got, you certainly help them a lot in the Champions League. My third club would be Chelsea, uh, maybe looking at their options at the number 9 position, they don't really have a quality finisher when we look at their striking options. Olivier Giroud, more of a target man, Timo Werner, you know, it's got a bit of pace, sometimes a headless chicken, but not really. Is the, the finishing that he used to di- display in uh, Germany hasn't really shown in the Premier League. Maybe with time, we don't know. But if you can get uh, Sergio Aguero for the now, that would drastically also help Chelsea's chances, um, maybe for next season when they try to challenge for the top four, or maybe even higher. We don't really know uh, in the present moment. Who are City looking at to replace Aguero? Uh, Last week when I had the chance to exchange a few emails with uh, the Manchester City CEO, Kaldunau Barak, he was uh, trying to maybe show that City aren't just gonna go for the big spend, just go splash money on the biggest number nine they can find out. You know, we called it smart money, smart business. But let's be honest, when you lose a guy like Sergio Aguero, what type of smart business can you do? Can you just go then go to a team like Burnley, look at their striker Chris Wood and pay a measly £10 million, then come and transform him into the next world class striker in the world? That's, imp- uh, uh, that's almost impossible, improbable. Uh, so when I look at who they should be replacing Sergio Aguero with, let me just, I, I don't even want to discuss options B, C and D. Let me go for my A option, it would just be Erling Haaland. If they can get Erling Haaland through the door for Manchester City, that would be quite a brilliant move in terms of replacing Sergio Kunagüero. He's also a phenomenal finisher, He, he has been scoring lots of goals, you look at his scoring rate with Dortmund at the moment, his scoring rate in the Champions League where you know the cream of the cream play against each other even when he was still a suspect he has a brilliant scoring record in the champions league and how much city need to win the champions league maybe they might do it this season but with a guy like allen island that wouldn't harm their chances and you get a guy like allen island as well get him through the door at 20 for a club like city You aren't gonna be subject to beats from the bigger clubs because how big can you get when you get to manchester city you know they, they, may, they might have uh, the services of Haaland for the next 10, 10 to 15 years if they can keep him fit and healthy. That's the type of deal you'll be getting yourself into. So no matter how much money Dortmund asks for, you always win at the end of the day if you can get a guy like Haaland through the door and he gives you so many years of the brilliant performance that he has shown he can bring to the table. Another city question, Harry Kane or Erling Harland. which one should city get? Uh, As I was saying, talking about Erling Haaland, just the fact that he's still so young, maybe that's why I would pick him over Harry Kane if I match the city. You know, Harry Kane still smells better than Erling Harland at the moment just because of the experience and what he's done so far. So, I, I then look at it at, at an age factor. Erling Haaland is still so young. You buy him, you know you're going to get guaranteed around 10 years of Erling Haaland. You look at a guy like Harry Kane. He's already 27, 28. Maybe you get five good years out of him, you know. That That's still brilliant. But when you compare the years of service that each can give you, I think, I'll, I'll just pick Erling Haaland just because... He's still so young, but he's also so good, so you can have him for a longer period of time. He can even be the next talisman, the next guy when you replace the rest of the team, who's going to be leading that team. You know, and it it also doesn't hurt that his father used to play for Manchester City, a different Manchester City that is. Should Harry Kane leave Spurs to win trophies? Uh, This is a simple question. And let's be fair to Eric and you know the ramblings in the last few weeks about him leaving Spurs and what what, it's all sort of media driven, pundit driven. The guy has never come out and say that he wants to leave Spurs or is actually considering his options to go to bigger clubs, he looks like he loves Spurs, I would imagine if he's approached by someone to sign a lifetime contract by Daniel Levy for Tottenham Spurs I think it's the kind of guy out back that would sign that type of contract. But let's be honest, if he needs to win trophies, if he wants to win trophies, then I think he has to leave space for a bigger club, a more serious club, when it comes to the ambition of trying to win titles. That's it about Hurricane leaving space. He does have to leave space if he wants to win any trophies in his career. Where should Conor Gallagher go next? When I'm looking at a guy like Conor Gallagher, for those of you who don't know him, he's one of the young kids in Chelsea's loan Army. He was loaned to West Brom. West Brom have been very bad in the Premier League and their chances of surviving are pretty slim at this moment. But you look at this West Brom team, I think he's one of the bright, bright sparks, the bright points. Uh, in, in, in Westbrook's season. Of course, the number one guy has to be Matthias Pereira. I would imagine when they get relegated, maybe he can get a team that's in the Premier League. And I also look at uh, Connor Gallagher. I don't think he's going to be able to come and break into Chelsea's first team just yet. He's, he's, not, he's not that good yet. I don't know if he'll ever be that good, but at the moment, he's not that good. I would suggest maybe get another loan move to a bang-average mid-table team in the Premier League, maybe Leeds, a team that you know are never going to challenge for the top half, but are not going to be challenged by relegation either. They're just that comfortable team where maybe you can try and uh, learn more, add more to his craft, just improve and become a better player. That's what I think should happen for Conor Gallagher. Those are the five questions for this episode. Thank you guys for watching. Remember to like, share and subscribe and turn on the notification bell so that you don't miss any videos from this channel Thank you for watching